1: You see the
2: church, the church, you're a salt shaker this morning. The problem with the church is the salt shaker has salt in it, but it remains in the shaker. You see, we have to die to self and get involved with people. Light has to be around dark. Salt has to be around something to change the flavor. You and I have to be there. You know, in some ways it's easier to, be salt and light overseas than it is next door in our neighborhoods.
0: Jesus has called every follower of him to live different than this world and shower those around us with the message of the gospel. Today, Pastor Mark will encourage listeners to reflect on how they might be salt and light in a fallen world all across our nation today. There are spiritual needs in the lives of many. The Lord has called us to be the primary messengers of his son and be an example of Jesus in our various spheres of influence. How have you put the stamp of Christ on those in your life? The Lord desires for the church to step up and be set apart. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with part two of his message entitled, Talk the Talk, Walk the Walk.
2: If you're an animal lover, when you see that dog, what happens in your heart? If you're an animal lover, do you have compassion for that dog? Yes. In fact, you know what some of you do that are real animal lovers? You put that dog in your what? In your car and you hope there's a, there's a number you can call to the owner and the owner's going to go, oh, thank you. Or you take it to the pound and, and just say, please, this dog going to get killed in traffic. I'm an animal lover. Do you know that if I'm not careful, I'll have more compassion for a lost dog than for a lost person? Could that be? Could that be? Yes. See, when Jesus looked out, he just didn't go, hey, nice crowd today. He looked at the individual faces of those people. They were harassed. They were helpless. If you know anything about sheep, sheep have to have a shepherd. Otherwise, they'll be lost. They'll be killed. The wolves come. The bears come. They fall off cliffs. Jesus looked and he went, these people don't have a shepherd. They're lost. Nobody cares for them. Could it be that the reason we're a barrier to the people is we've forgotten what it was when we were lost? Could it be that you and I have forgotten what it was like when we were helpless, some stronghold in our life, our life falling apart? Could it be that we've forgotten when we were like that? You see, all of us were like that. Could it be that you and I have forgotten what the consequences of remaining lost are? Many of the people that are around us have no answer. They've tried everything the world gives them, and there's absolutely nothing. Remember, every person born is on a quest. They're trying... they, They know there's something after the... They're trying to get to somewhere. Could it be that we never see them as harassed? We never see them spiritually. We see them in a secular eye. When we look at people, we go they got two cars. they got a nice home. they got three kids. They're in the Little League se- session across the street. They're educated. They have everything they eat. They eat at fancy restaurants. Man, they're, they're, they've they're got it made. No, they don't. And not, not spiritually, they don't. And the real part of us is always spiritual. Guys, don't forget where we've come from. We were those sheep that were harassed and helpless. Number three. Number three barrier Christ's followers isolate themselves from the lost. Sometimes we do care, we do know, but we're just not around them. When you leave this building, will you ever interact with the lost? Not only was Jesus aware of people's needs, but he met them where they lived. He simply loved to be around people. Especially the lost, he was there for them. So be careful that when we leave this building, we just don't think about when the next church service is, but we think about where the lost are. Jesus was among them. When I thought of that, number three, we isolate ourselves from the lost. I thought of what Jesus challenged us with. You see it here in Matthew, it's on the screen. You are the salt. Speaking of you, you are the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world like a city on the hill that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Your light, a husband and wife that love God, is a bright light. And we live in dark neighborhoods you see if we have a healthy marriage we're a light we're an abnormal couple in our world today but what causes the problem the divorce rate in the church is the same as the divorce rate in the world so the light isn't there why would they ever knock on our door when there's no difference in my home with my relationship with my wife and then theirs you see light is effective in a dark place that's why I have to be around dark places. Then Jesus says, you need to be the salt. Do you know that salt is useless unless it comes in contact with what it needs to do? You live in Florida. You know how it is. You go out to a restaurant. You have a, a piece of meat or something and whatever, and a little fish. And it needs just a little bit of salt. And you take the salt shaker and you do what? And you live in Florida. That should be a clue to you. What happens in Florida the Salt. It gets all what? It, it's all wet. And, or when you do it, the only thing that's left in there is the rice that they put in to try to dry out the salt. So you're going like this, and, and you can't get the salt onto your piece of fish or food. Nice to have salt shaker. If it can't get the salt to what it needs to do, it's useless. Pepper wrote a great book called Out of the Salt Shaker. You see the church? The church, you're a salt shaker this morning. The problem with the church is the salt shaker has salt in it, but it remains in the shaker. You see, we have to die to self and get involved with people. Light has to be around dark. Salt has to be around something to change the flavor. You and I have to be there. You know, in some ways, it's easier to be salt and light overseas than it is next door in our neighborhoods. But I want to remind you of a verse, Acts 1.8. It says we're to go into all the world and preach the gospel. That's you and me. But it says you're to start in Jerusalem. Jerusalem is your home base. That's where the church was. See, we're not to start in Africa. We're not to start where I was in Hong Kong. We're not to start where I was in Washington, D.C. this week. Yes, God will use us in all of those places. Many of you travel all over. But we're to start where? In Brevard County? That's where we start. And it expands It expands from there. Well, how do we show love? Well, not only can we do it in Africa, but many people do not understand who God is. They think he's angry, impossible to please. Number four, Christ followers forget that the lost are clueless about how to do life right. Very often, we think that people around us Understand the Bible, understand God, understand the principles, understand morality, as the Bible would teach it. We we just because we're not involved enough in, in their culture, many times we just forget this truth. Remember the young lady in the video, she said this quit telling me I'm lost. I don't even know what that means. Well, what do you mean you don't know what lost means? She didn't. How do we? How do we change that? See, we forget that the lost are clueless because nobody's told them about God. As you and I think about that today, we have to be careful not to judge people. But understand we can't be judgmental and yet we don't dilute the truth. We have to wait for the right opportunity. Jesus was so good at that. He had that opportunity of leading people to the truth. I want you to turn with me to Acts chapter 29, uh, to Acts chapter 8, verse 29. You remember the story, Acts 8, verse 29. Philip, an evangelist, being used by God. God says to him one day, I want you to go out to the desert. I've got somebody for you to meet. Philip goes and he runs into an individual. At least he sees this individual. He's an Ethiopian eunuch. This individual from Ethiopia, had been to Jerusalem to find God, to find God. Look at me for a moment. You know what the biggest, the biggest, one of the biggest barriers in the world is to finding God? It's religion. So this man is gone. He's still clueless about who God is. We pick it up in verse 29. And the Spirit told Philip, go to, I want you to look at this word, go to that chariot and stay near it. Do you believe that God can direct you to that person that he wants you to share with? Do you believe God can be that specific? Absolutely. He brought Philip out there for a reason. He says to Philip, go, you go to that chariot and stay near it. Well, then Philip ran up to the chariot, verse 30, and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. And Philip said, do you understand what you are reading. Look at the answer. How can I, unless somebody explains it to me? That's it, guys. See, we're clueless. We would think, here's an educated man. He's just been to Jerusalem. He's reading the Old Testament. And Philip says to him, led by the Spirit, do you understand the passage you're reading? And the man is not too proud. He goes, Well, how could I? I'm I'm trying. I want to. But I'm clueless. That's why you hear me very often in our services say, get a Bible. If you don't know where Matthew is, you don't know where Acts is, we'll help you. Don't ever feel embarrassed. And don't you feel proud. You see, we all have to start somewhere. In our world... Just doesn't get it. Notice when Philip does this, notice what the next thing is. And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. There's the heart of God. This man is searching. God will will provide the opportunity through a man named Philip. Now, what if Philip says, I'm not going? I'm not interested in going out in the desert. Then that is a barrier. For this man, he'll go back to Ethiopia, there'll be no one that shared the gospel with him, and he'll be clueless. Could that be you, and could that be me? Well, Pastor Mark, God never speaks to me to do things like that. Oh, I beg to differ. I believe God speaks to all of us way more than we hear him say, there's a chariot, go to it. Because my heart is on 55 other things. It's a challenge to me. Well, as we see what's happening there, notice verse 35. Then Philip began with that very passage of Scripture, and he told him, notice, not the good news about God, but the good news about who? Say it with me this morning. The good news about who? Jesus. Notice, Philip had, watch me, watch me, Philip had feet that ran to the chariot. And he had his T-shirt on that said, born again Christian. (laughs) And he ran right by it. No, he ran. He had feet that took the good news. But then he had to do what? Tell me. He had to open his mouth. Pastor Margaret, if I open my mouth, they're going to ask me, like, where did Cain get his wife? And what happened to the dinosaurs? And once saved, always saved. (laughs) Join the club. It's okay. There's a scripture I want to read to you. You see, we can't, watch me, fear keeps many of us. That's the barrier in my life, fear. Fear of the unknown. What if they ask me something I don't know? Luke says, when you are brought before synagogues, rulers and authority, do not worry about how you will defend yourself or what you will say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at the time what you should say. So don't be fearful. If God led you there, He'll bring back to you, remember, the things that will take place, the verses you need to share. So Philip moved not just to the truth about God, but to the truth about Jesus. You see, here's the key. We need to get people to Jesus. He is the way. It's not about a church. It's not about Calvary Chapel. It's not about a denomination. It's not even initially about God. It's Jesus. No man comes to the Father except through me, Jesus said. Do you know that not only are people clueless about the principles of Christianity, the reason they are, they're clueless about this. That's why we teach the Bible here. That's not a proud thing. This is how we live This is how we do life right. Number five, our last one for this morning. Barrier number five. Impatient Christ followers with unrealistic expectations. Impatient Christ followers with unrealistic expectations. Turn with me to John chapter four, would you? John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Just back from Acts. I think this is huge for us. John 4, verse 36. Even now, the reaper draws his wages. Even now, he harvests the crop for eternal life. So that the sower, the one that's sharing the gospel, giving comments about the gospel... Open doors when God does, the one that, so that the sower and the reaper may be one together or glad together. Thus the saying, one sows and another one reaps. Well, it's true. I sent you, Jesus said, to reap what you've not worked for. Others have done, notice, the hard work, and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. Why do I say impatient Christ followers with unrealistic expectations is a barrier? Just because of this. Many times we're impatient at what God's doing when we do share the gospel. Notice this young lady said, when you share with me, when you finally begin really sharing with me your life, I'll probably make fun of you. Might even call you a hypocrite. So you can see that this sharing... Uh, of coming to Christ is, is actually a process. Most people do not come to Christ the first time they hear the gospel. Or there are places in the Bible where that happened. But many other people, Matthew for one, had been hearing about Jesus for a long time. But finally when Jesus came to that town that day in Capernaum and said, follow me, he did. Nicodemus came. Remember Nick at night? He came to Jesus. And he said, how in the world do I get into the kingdom? Jesus explained it. He sowed the seed. There was no response at that point. Later, he becomes a follower of Christ. Zacchaeus, a little guy in a tree. Why is he in a tree? He wanted to see Jesus. Why would he want to see Jesus? Because he'd heard about the things. But he wasn't there the first time he heard about the good news. It was a process. So we have to be careful that... We understand that one person sows. That's what Jesus is saying right here. Sharing our faith is a process of showing and telling. And very often it's teamwork. Let me give you an example. Normally every service we invite people to accept Christ or come back to Christ. And people come and accept Christ. And then people look at whoever the pastor is that day and goes, Wow, really powerful sermon. It was really great. It was really great. Well, that could be true. Couldn't be true. You see, Jesus said to his disciples, you're reaping where you never got to sow. How do these people, how were you this morning when you come to Christ? I mean, who's been sowing into your life? I don't even know you, but your friends know you. They've been sharing, they've been loving, they've been challenging you, they've been coming alongside, they're at the hospital when you had surgery, and eventually they, you came to church, they may invited you ten times, and you finally came to church and you get saved, and they come down and people go like, wow, great sermon, Pastor Mark. No, 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 great love, God. Do you understand? We just have to be faithful. We never know when a person is going to come to Christ. They have to respond. So don't, don't try to win everybody the moment you talk to them because that becomes a barrier. Normally a new Christian does that. They're so filled with zeal, they go to the home of the they want their whole family saved that afternoon. Of course, it took them twenty two years to come to Christ, but they misunderstand that. Be careful. Why was the second part? Why do I say unrealistic expectations? Jesus had many people that closed the door in his face. But he kept sharing. So don't get discouraged when you see those kind of things happening. Remember, in the, if we get impatient with people, we're going to blow it. we have to wait for God to open the door. I want to just share one thing with you. No more videos, no more words on the screen, nothing. I want you to go back to a verse just in your mind with me. Jesus said, The harvest is ready. The workers are too few. The solution was to pray. I want you to do something for me this next week. I want you to pray five minutes a day, every day for the next week. For the loss, for a barrier that may be in your life, that you will be more effective that you will be, and if there's any barriers in your life, they will come down. I just want you to pray five minutes a day, anytime during the day, for the next seven days. Can you do that with me? See, the solution was from God was what? Pray. And it was for workers. That, that We have the workers here. We, you're the workers. I'm the worker. I believe when we pray, God answers prayer. And if we'll have a heart for the lost, I'm just asking you. Pray that when God opens the door, you'll share. Pray for an open door. Five minutes. Five minutes. Remember the young lady said, when you walk out this door, will you just walk out the door? No, we're going to walk out the door and we're going to pray five minutes a day. See, that's the heart of God. I have one more thing to say and we're going to close. Watch me. Maybe you've given up on a relative or a friend. Don't give up on them. And I want to say, maybe you've walked into this building this morning, and you've blown it so many times, you think God has given up on you. I can assure you, He has not.
0: Sharing our faith is a process of showing and telling. Today, Pastor Mark reminded us that our mission on this earth is to show the love of Christ to the lost and talk about the love of Christ to the lost. We're to distance ourselves from the influence of the world, but we're to be the primary influence for the world. Ask the Lord today to give you a heart to love the lost, eyes to see open doors, and a mouth to share his good news.
3: Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com Religion
0: is a huge barrier that blocks people from a relationship with Jesus. In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will challenge listeners to be careful what kind of fragrance they're leaving behind. No judgment or set of standards are going to attract and save the lost. We must exude Jesus everywhere we go and speak of the great relationship that is available to all. To some, we're the only Bible they will ever read. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through the Gospel of Matthew. That's next time on Lessons for Living.
1: Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is giving Lord, let us hear Your